This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Shouldn't you be at work? To the area, one shot shoots and scores. Looks like Craig Hignett might fancy a strike. Straight at the wall, though. And Chris Bart Williams is in. Here's Limper, lines it up, finds the net. Robin's coming near post now. Can he pick out Jeremy Goss? Oh, that's a fantastic goal! You know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh it No! Hello and welcome back to Quickly Kevin Will He Score, the pre-season episode. This is our final episode. It's episode nine. I'm Chris Gold. Joining me, Josh Whittacombe. Hello. And Robbie Savage describes this man as Britain's biggest wind-up. It's Michael Marden. Hello. How are you? Good. This yes. week, yes, I think so. No? <laughs> Not sure. We're talking about Championship Manager this week. We are. Well, today, specifically. We are. Um, we, we talked at length Tom Crane about Championship Manager, and then we had appealed for Championship Manager correspondence, and I should say, we'd already recorded the Tom Crane episode, and turns out there's only about six areas of Championship Manager to discuss, so we covered a lot of them ourselves, yeah. so I do apologise we haven't repurposed your emails as Tom Crane's lived, lived life. <laughs> Would you like to cross us about other computer games? Yes, please. You've got mail. So this is from Adam Lewis. FIFA Premier League Manager 99. You aware of this? I had this. I'm fairly sure. The only game I know to ceremonially burn down your stadium every two years. <laughs> I kid you not, the game gave you the opportunity to build your stadium piece by piece into a mega fortress because you could watch the matches in 3D. You could marvel in awe at the inspiring construction skills. Two years later, you'd get an email to say that there was a fire at the stadium last night. Repairs are needed. Play the next match and you'll find half your stadium has gone. <laughs> Flattened. Nothing in its place. 100,000 seat of stadium will just stop halfway and open out into the green fields of Yorkshire. <laughs> Mike Lone would wheel away the title winning goal and see absolutely nobody. 
Worse than that, you'd rebuild, only to find two years later the exact same email coming into your inbox. Now a different area of your stadium had gone. On it went every two years, and you couldn't even fire the chef. Couldn't find any pictures of the internet, but here's an image of what the stadiums look like. What a strange feature to add to it. Do you ever have rumours about Championship Manager like go throughout your school? There was a rumour went around mine that there was a single female player on Championship Manager 97-98. I've just realised that, has, that hasn't come up in the episode. Another thing was that you could have, you know you could get players injured for a year. It would be possible for players to die in your school. Nah, no, like that it, can't be true. It can't be true. So... On the topic of computer games, we discussed uh, the uh, commentary on International Superstar Soccer. Yeah. And the bad editing of it. Um, So someone has sent us... um, I'll I'll read this out. This is from Philip Richardson. When you were discussing silly commentary on 90s football games, my mind immediately went to my spare room where I have a bunch of retro consoles set up. Among a Saturn, a Dreamcast, and a retro trio, which plays NES, SNES, and Mega Drive games, um, there is a PlayStation 1 with one of the best games of the 90s International Superstar Soccer Pro. I booted it up and find, tried a few team combinations to see if I could find the most ludicrous sounding commentary. Needless to say, it took a couple of minutes to find some corkers. Hope you enjoy it. So this is uh, some ISS Pro 64 commentary. Lovely. Welcome to another great game of football. If you like action, you're in for a treat here. The sky is clear today, so you can look forward to some sharp play out there. Only a miracle will set Scotland. From a beating at the head, Holland, Scotland will play from left. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, do you want to hear it again? It's so funny, Skull Farted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it again. Only some sharp play out there. Only a miracle will set Scotland. From a beating at the head, Holland, Scotland. We'll play from left to right. It's so good. Um, Can I just say, I want, as the text message sound on my phone, Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if you've got any more uh, 90s commentary, any uh, 90s footballer computer game commentary, we're more than willing to listen to it. More than happy to. Time now for Thomas Crane discussing Championship Manager 97-98. Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin, Will He Score? I'm Chris Gold. Joining me, Josh Whittacombe. Hello. And some say he can name the trophy that Bobby Robson is holding at the start of Championship Manager 97-98. It's Mr Michael Marden. Hello, and I can. Go on. <laughs> it's the, uh, the Dutch Premier League trophy. Or oh, Dutch is it? Aer- division trophy. I've always yeah. wondered what that was. Well, well, well. Maybe. I thought it was the women's singles at Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Josh, we have a real proper guest today a real honor to have this gentleman here oh yeah one of the nation's top footballing managers <laughs> in a very specific context overall <laughs> reputation superb yeah <laughs> please welcome tom crane hello hi how you doing we've brought you here to discuss championship manager 97 98 and the reason we brought you here yes is because uh, i'm affordable and always available because <laughs> <laughs> i was working with you on the last leg this it afternoon it was a weird weird thing where um Alan Carr didn't want to discuss it. Because <laughs> his games are too personal to him. It's a thing. It means, yeah. Alan Carr's dad would have been on Championship Manager. He would correct? have been. He would have been on Championship Manager, yes. As in the later series when he was a scout. There was one of my teachers was on Championship Manager, actually. Really? Because, yeah. Arrigo Saki, wasn't it? That's, <laughs> that's like your Italian teacher. <laughs> Who was your teacher that was on Championship Manager? Uh, Mike Steer, who nice. was Mr. Steer, who was... Um, PE teacher at Plymouth, yeah. but uh, also, in his spare time, was on the coaching staff at Torquay United. 
No way. Wow. Which says a lot about Torquay United. <laughs> Sorry, P- I said PE teacher at Plymouth, PE teacher at my school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in spare time. Well, well, well. Yeah. There's a fascinating branch of Championship Manager around players who bought themselves and complained they weren't good enough. I think Louis Boimorte, we had an email that Louis Boimorte said he was addicted to Championship Manager, would always buy himself, but was really frustrated with how poor he was. <laughs> there was a kid in my school, a kid in my sixth form called Jamie Gosling, who played for Bath City and then Yeovil, who was in Championship Manager. Was he related to Dan Gosling? Uh, no, he wasn't. Oh. Um, but we kept badgering him and he said, who's Dan Gosling? And I said, of course, this is 2001. That means nothing at this point. Um, <laughs> but Jamie was a very good player, really talented, uh, until he scored a goal for Chippenham Town at Twerton Park, which is vast yeah. ground, went celebrated with the, t- the uh, crowd and the um, wall collapsed on his leg. Broke his leg, career uh, ruined. Oh, However, he's still on Championship Manager. He's still there as a, you know, a painful memory of what could have been. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't something that would ever be simulated until No, unfortunately not. <laughs> Quickly flashes by in the text. You almost catch it. <laughs> so, the reason we've got you is um, you have recently uploaded Championship Manager 97-98 to your Apple MacBook Pro. Yeah. How's it gone Someone's for Someone's earning. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone great, yeah. Um, so, I've got a 10-month-old baby. And my girlfriend. Sorry, is this on the game or really? <laughs> who uh, plays attacking midfield central? Um, <laughs> got a lot to learn, but he's got you know he's got vim. Um, my girlfriend went to Norfolk with him for a weekend a little while ago, and I promised her I was going to stay home and do some work. But I ended up downloading Championship Manager ninety seven ninety eight, and it's now on my computer, and it's exactly as it used to be when I was. And younger. how did it feel to play it again after twenty years? It's so good. It's just just amazing. You know how people say. You're always an alcoholic. Like, it's, that doesn't change. <laughs> I haven't drunk in 15 years, but I'm still an alcoholic, as yeah. people say. It's, it's that, interesting you say that. Yeah. I played Destruction Derby. If, like, on PlayStation 1, I remember Destruction Derby being amazing. I remember that. You had to really you had to take it. Derby from the top division down to... Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that was... <laughs> ruined their chances, the aspiring club across... <laughs> Destruction Derby. Yeah. It's Steve McLaren's story. <laughs> um... Yeah, like, and I went back and played Destruction Derby and it was so much worse than I remember. Really? So I'm fascinated that you say it's every bit as good as you but recall. The, but the reason this is so brilliant is because it never, it, it wasn't, it was never a thing about graphics or any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was just speed. essentially a spreadsheet. That's what it has always yeah. been. So I wasn't sort of thinking, I'm going to go back into this and it's not look as amazing as the, oh wow, the, you know, the pictures in my mind. It was like you're in the ground when I used to play. It wasn't yeah. like that. It's exactly the same. But that's the joy of it. It's so simple. It's so quick. It's just... yeah. Brilliantly accessible, and I just loved it. It's great. Straight into it. Michael, you went back into it recently as well, didn't you? I did, yes. I entered a tournament, a Champ Man 9798 tournament that this guy, uh, Dave Black, runs. He runs a blog on CM9798. It's really good if you want to check it out. But he, he's done like a big uh, draft-style Champions League tournament for CM9798 where we all had to pick our dream team from any player in the game yeah. and then obviously do like an NFL-style draft process. Uh I didn't do great. I'm not going to lie. Who was your first draft pick? Well, my first draft picked. I mean, I can read out the team I wanted to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so this is this. We had to pick 18 players. Okay, so I had gone for in goal. I wanted PH Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who'd you get? I'll come to that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not PH Michael. Then. Uh, a wing back. I wanted uh, Zanetti. Yeah. Right, right, right wing back. Uh, left wing back. I wanted Robert Jani. Center nice. of defence. I wanted Maldini and Desai. Mm-hmm. Defensive midfielder. I wanted Roy Keane. Centre midfield, I wanted Zidane and Paolo Sosa. Uh, attack midfield centre, Letizia. And then up front, I wanted Shearer and Batistuta. Nice. 
And obviously, it's a draft process, so you know you don't always okay. get the players you yeah. want. To <coughs> if you'd like to read our team, your team out one to eleven. So I ended up in goal. Uh, Vita Bayer, the Barcelona keeper. Yeah, that's so good. Not terrible quality good, keeper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at right back, I ended up with uh, Alfinger Harland. <laughs> I'm a big defender of Alvin Gardner on this game. He's a big can, defender he, as well. <laughs> he's a versatile player. Yeah. He plays in all the positions. Did you get Roy Keane as well? Because that's an awkward sort of like <laughs> getting both those players drafted. But Alvin Gardner could play in any position across the back line. Yeah. Useful. Uh, a left back instead of Jani, I got uh, Andy Hinchcliffe. <laughs> The Englishman's <laughs> Robert Yarney. Yeah, yeah, great, great. The answer to England's left-handed problems for so many years. Yeah, he was great at set pieces. But, he was. Uh, centre backs, I got Maldini and Desai. Oh, so nice. Yeah. Solid spine to the team there. Uh, in midfield, Didier Deschamps. Yeah. And Paolo Sosa. So not too bad. This is great. I yeah. got Letizier, who oh, I was going right. to build my team around. Uh, and then up front, I ended up with Ravanelli and Totti. So not not a bad team. Not a bad team. Yes. Not a bad team. Played the first game last week. And obviously, when you load the game up, it, random injuries will happen as you load oh, up. No. So you're not in control of that. Oh, no. Pre-game, Letizia's out. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> My backup attacking midfield centre, Lars Bohinen. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know whether this happens to you on Championship Manager. It happens to me, and it certainly happened now, is that your sort of feelings or your relationship with a player in real life will shift depending yeah. on their position in your team in the game. Okay. Yeah. So Lars Bohinen came in and for three matches in a row, he got four out of ten. Whoa. So not only is he dead to me, he also used to appear in the titles for the Quickly Kevin show and I've gone back and I've removed <laughs> any <laughs> reference of him from the show. He's erased from my memory. Um, Tom, you had a more successful experience. I did, yeah, yeah. So tell us about your your. Career. So I took over uh, Watford. Some fundamental questions to begin. Yes. Why Watford? Why Watford? Um, so when I was growing up, it was a team I always sort of had sort of links to family wise. My sister in law and all her family were Watford fans, and um, my brothers were much older. When, when he married her, they kind of gave me Watford shirts and sort of tried to indoctrinate me into this Watford thing. It never quite came off, but uh, I've always had sort of a family link to it. And uh, they've also got a decent starting squad on this, uh, including Robert Page, who is Robert uh, Page, one great of my player. absolute classic championship manager player. Um, and they start in this in Division um, 2, it would have been then. So one what now. is now Division 1, uh, but with potential. So that's why. So I kind of I, I joined them and it felt like sort of a, a task I could do in the brief window just, while my child was in read Norfolk. out, you've played for eight seasons. If you read out just your league finishing position. Yes, so uh, 97 98 in Division 2, I came third. I went up via the playoffs. Did uh, you come up via the playoffs? I did. First it, attempt. First attempt. In fact, I filmed it uh, <laughs> 11 at night <laughs> and I sent it to Josh at like quarter to midnight uh, and I won a penalty shootout. How nervous were you? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Because re- I'm really, I, I'm not a quitter. I, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> sounds like you know a, a no fear T-shirt. But I'm not. Uh, I, I, I'm on this game. I'm not a quitter. I, I don't yeah. like to quit and restart. It's not the way I am. Uh, you would have batted on. Had I you would met- have batted on definitely. Yeah, and uh, Gifton Noel Williams scored the winner. There we are, through in penalties. It's great. Did you wear a suit? Uh, I did not. Uh, <laughs> did, did you used to do that? Maybe I, I can't remember. I've, I've done that. Have you really? Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got uh, not in this version of the game. In a later version of the game, I took Lincoln City to the FA Cup final against Arsenal and I wore a suit and I lost 4-1. 
Oh. <laughs> suit went in the shredder. <laughs> and you've never worn a suit since. Never worn clothes your, since. Your Lars Bohinen sort of yeah. approach to thing, you just completely cut it out of your life. It did cause a problem when I got married. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, went up uh, that season. Um, I had Ronnie Rosenthal up front. I'm looking at here. Giff Noel Williams. Decent side. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Then uh, next season came second Division 1. D- did uh, you go for any of these A-League, the well-known CM97, 98 players? Did you go back a Yoko? You know? Yeah, so I bought um, Peter Smith. Do you know him Brighton. from Brighton, right back, centre? There's certain players you sort of like, you're drawn to each time. Yeah. You have this idea that each game's going to be brand new and completely personal, but the reality is you just sign the same players, but with a, <laughs> a different name of a club at the top. That's <laughs> basically what happens. So it's a guy who, Josh was, I mentioned to Josh that I was playing this, and I've never seen someone sort of live so vicariously yeah, like you did it. that weekend. I was getting texts like every three minutes from you with new suggestions <laughs> who I should get. Uh, Kevin James. I suggested back. Kevin James who yeah. proved to be a great set. Play, played for you for a long time. Very, very good player. Uh, it's Division 1. Uh, I came second and then went up. Straight away. Straight away. Uh, this bought, is the most bought a biggest player jump. Peter Afiriake. Do you know him? No. Uh, Ghanaian striker. He was very good. And towards the end of that season in Division 1 after a terrible time uh, after signing for Newcastle, I bought uh, Matt Letitia. Wow. Yeah, uh, just before I went up to the Premiership. And then uh, my first season in the Premiership, central midfield of Matt Letitia, um, Paul Gascoigne, who arrived on a free from Glasgow Rangers. What? Yeah. Not and even in the Premier League you've got these players? This is when I went up to the Premier okay. League. This is, these are my pre-season signings. And Steve Stone, uh, who came in, so that was my central what forma- three. What formation are you playing? <clears throat> I was playing four... Then three, one attacking midfielder central, yeah. and two strikers. And where are your lines going? Where are the My arrows? lines, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the arrow. That's the great thing. About I don't this think game. the arrows did anything. Yeah, I, I don't believe it. Really. Oh, yeah, I think, I I think they did. did. I think they did. Go so you're thinking, if, you, so if you did all the arrows, Michael down thinks to the they bo- did. And I've, I've got well, a lot of money to say that in the last week he's been putting arrows on Lars Bohinen all over the shop <laughs> trying to get him above a four. So I'll just tell you, I thought the arrows were really important. So this is the genuine formation I would play when I played CM97-98. Yeah, yeah. And I thought of the arrows like coverage. So yeah. if you've spread the players out enough and you point the arrows in enough directions, you should have enough coverage of the pitch that yeah. it's, you're everywhere. So I've got my formation here. You're everywhere. Goalkeeper, two centre-backs. A defensive midfielder with an yep. arrow back into defence. Yep. And then full-back, wing-backs, essentially, yep. in front of the... Your wing-backs are, are running in to the hole. They're running into the hole. So the what? arrow goes from wing-back right and wing-back left, go into the like, attacking midfielder. Yep. So and you'd then be got... playing at right-back, but you'd also be playing <laughs> behind <laughs> the front man. I would describe that as utter mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> in reality, that is how a primary school team plays. <laughs> <laughs> just 11 little people sprinting around wherever the ball goes. And then we get into midfield. Your two midfielders, two yeah. centre midfielders, they're going out to the wings. So arrows out to the corner yeah. flags. So that's, I did Max, do that. I did do that. And then your attacking midfielder arrows up to the strike. Your two strikes. Got to do that. That, the arrow system there, complete coverage of the pitch. There is Except no excuse for not at least You've done what I used not. to do as well, which is the realisation on 97, 98, that... Um, Width is of no use. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, the, I started four four two. Cut the, that out. Very wingers very are a total waste of time. The whole it's all about the hole and a lack of width. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I do four one two one two. two. Yeah. The thinnest formation yeah. you could imagine. Yeah. Never wider than probably ten yards. Yeah. Apart yeah. from in defence, and it was fine. So Ideal for Highbury. That. What do you think? Of my, what do you think of my four three one two then? Yeah, I think four, that's good. That's, yeah, that's, that's good. It's, it's a decent formation. Can I just say? If you haven't turned off now, this is a real purist episode. 
Um, I've, I've just very briefly, um, I'm just flicking through screen grabs of because I took photos of the game as I was going along. I've just found I did a screen grab of the um, based anywhere transfer list oh, yeah. for the most expensive players when you start the game. Yeah. Uh, if you guys at any point want to quickly guess who you think are. I've the, done this. The top five with you. most expensive players on 97, 98 when you start. Well, we did it. We did this question, the top one, as a quiz question. And okay. I, and I got it wrong. Right. And got absolutely hammered on social media. So who media. do you think it was? Lars Bohina? No. Who, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the guy who's at Real Betis. But, yes. But I thought was who, what Denilson's real name is, but it's not. And... Josh got it right during the quiz, and I, I think I said you got it wrong. Yeah, it's Alfonso. Yeah, yeah Alfonso, yeah. Who, who is he? I don't know. Uh, I, thought, I, I didn't know for 20 years. Then Michael told me it was Danielson, so for two months I knew who it was. <laughs> and now then it turns out he was it's, wrong. It's definitely wrong. not like a Tonton Zona Makuku situation where one of the programmers has put himself in. Because <laughs> I've never heard of this guy. I, I think he is real. I think do you? But real, he yeah. just wasn't as good as they suggested here. Yeah. Uh, then second, who do you think is the second most expensive player Would in the world? Would Danielson have been second? No, this one's quite a weird one because it feels quite contemporary. Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> An infant Messi. Uh, Thierry Henry. Wow. Who'd have really? thought of that? And then Ortega. At Monaco. Yeah, at, at Monaco, Ortega, some guy called Alvarez from Betis. I don't know who that is. And then Alan Shearer is the uh, is the fifth. Those are the top mm. five. But uh, yeah. It's interesting hearing you talk about players like Shearer and like Michael. You've got Zidane in there, Letizia. I would never sign no, players I, of I that quality. Never... Like I'm a little bit jealous of you talking about these players. I'd love to have worked would... with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have given the chance. Well, did you have this? I would never start as Plymouth because I couldn't, as you say, your situation with Lars Bohinen. I couldn't separate uh, fact from fiction. So right, yeah. I wouldn't be able to separate my views on the players in real life mm. from the fact that they didn't match up on the on things. So I'd, I'd struggle to, if I was the manager of Plymouth, sell players who are my favourite players in real life who weren't very good on this. Yeah. yeah. And vice versa, <coughs> the players that weren't good for Plymouth in real life but were good on this, I'd struggle to. Yeah. So I could never play as Plymouth. I think I could go back now if I downloaded it. Which I will be when I go on tour, and um, yeah. I would, um, I could play as Plymouth because I think I've got enough distance to sell Mick Heathcote now. Because <laughs> if you ask Josh, you're the best player of the last twenty years. Well, you say Cherno Samba, don't you? That's I your do, right. yeah. Um, so take me through your. Uh... So there we we got up to the Premiership. We got Matt Letizia, Steve Stone, uh, Gaza, and it's like the aging Gaza. Uh, and I came uh, second in my first year in the Premiership with a guy called Tom Youngs. Do you remember him? He came from Cambridge. Yeah. Yeah. So your leap is third in league, old new money league yep. one. Third, then second, second in and then, then, and then second first year in the Premiership. Second for that's insane. It is, yeah. It's pretty impressive. Let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> um, was it was it a genuine title race or were you quite it, far? I actually had, it was a genuine title race. I, I no, For a little while then I lost by about who, 10 points. Who did you lose that. to? Uh, Man United. Yeah. Remember that, Michael? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nostalgic trip down. <laughs> Oh, when they had a team and hope. <laughs> and then, next season in the Premiership, uh, I won it. Wow. And then I decided to win it for the next two seasons after that as well. And so, three seasons in a row I won the Premiership. And are we up to date now? This no. Is... And then, uh, 2003 to 2004, slight blip. I came uh, second. Oh, But I did win the Champions League. And then, the year after that, I came uh, first again. How many Champions Leagues have you got? So I've now won three Champions Leagues. Wow. Um, I've been manager of the year on a number of them. Uh, I'll quickly... Shall I give you my current... Uh, you, can I just tell me who the five players that have really defined your era at Watford are? So my five players who've... So it would be... You bought back... Can I just say, Crane made a, a huge error because we went to... Uh, we went to Norfolk for a weekend when he was playing it, and I, I looked at his game a lot. 
Yeah. And um, not just the two of us. It wasn't. And he, the error he's made is, uh, uh, you know, you could only have three, four, three people who were yeah. non-EU. Crane had eight that he was trying to spin. I could give you the list. I've got it here, Hang actually. On. At its worst. So you could only play three yeah. non-EU players. Crane had eight in his squad at one point. So I had... I mean, that's heavy rotation. This is the team that I won. This is my strongest team. At one point, I had Juan uh, Sebastian Verón, a guy called Niera, who is a Chilean guy I bought uh, when I came up, who scored um, like 35 goals in the Premiership in his first uh, season there. Ariel Ortega, Ibrahim Bakayoko, the fat Ronaldo, the real original Ronaldo, and Sebastian Rosenthal, trying to juggle all those players. Uh, Bakayoko was an absolute flop, despite the fact he's, <laughs> he's like a really good player on it, but he was rubbish. Just I yeah. got rid of him. But, did um, you get rid of him on free on the end? Uh, I did. I released him, despite paying nine and a half million for him. But when you've wow. won so many trophies, what's nine and a half million? <laughs> um, <laughs> but my, my, so my main players would be, there's a guy called Bjorn Heidenstrom, who's a central midfielder yeah, from Lent, Leighton right. Orient who could play defence or centre of field. He's kind of a quality player who's sort of been brilliant. Paul Gascoigne, when he first came in, was so much better than everyone else I had on my side. Um, Ronaldo was scored so many goals. Uh, Vincenzo Montella, brilliant oh. striker. Such a good striker. A little aeroplane. On this. And then I'd say... Ivan de la Pena as well, who I got on a free from Barcelona, yeah. uh, who's a very, very good player. Um, but yeah, it's, do it's just... Such... Do you think you'll continue to play it? I can't really. I, it's not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really... It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a proper addiction in a way that... It, How it... addicted did you get just in the space of... Addicted. As in, I do that thing where I would get excited about going to bed at night so I could close my eyes and interview myself about it. <laughs> Aren't you interviewing yourself on the toilet? I thought that's... Uh, no, it's all, I like to close my eyes. I like to get really settled in, uh, sort of kiss my girlfriend goodnight, some sort of platitude, and then just really imagine <laughs> the questions. So who are you thinking about signing? Who's not really working out for you, Tom? I'm slightly worried about Ariel Ortega. He's not really can scoring I just say, Where's this? Well, can I just stop you there? I don't think you should be saying that in a press conference. What's that? Talking about who's not working out for you. A manager yeah. would never well, do so that. This is what always happens. I would start the press conference. I'd realise I was being too revealing, and then in my mind go... I know this isn't a press conference, this is a private chat between me and the assistant manager, <laughs> which gives you far more room to be honest. Because when I've tried to do the press conference properly, I found I was a bit closed in and I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> so it's much better just to imagine me and the assistant manager have found, uh, we've gone for a Carluccio's or something, we're, have, we're having a, a chat not, about it. Not in 98, mate. Not, okay, well, <laughs> a Pizza Express then. Um, but I love Pizza it. Hut, I find probably. it so, so and so also there's quite a lot of slapping myself on the back as well. Um, sort of like, well done yeah. for all this sort of, I mean, well, yeah, no, you know, but it's, it's, I just love it. It's, 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 I find that really sort of satisfying. I've got your squad here. A few big names you've missed out. Did Ian Walker in goal? Ian Walker. Could, can we talk about that? You can indeed. Came up, uh, signed in free transfer when I first came up to the Premiership. Uh, he was previously the, what's the Football Writers Player of the Year? That's that's the thing. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he won that before joining thought, me. That's good enough. I noticed when you put that on the uh, Quickly Kevin Instagram, there were a lot of people sort of like slagging off that decision well, you've, you've had quite saying, a lot of people slagging you off someone said um, oh, the, the, <laughs> this squad's going to win nothing they're all in their 50s well uh... <laughs> <laughs> <From Bird's Ray. laughs> very funny um just on that um so you you signed ian walker didn't you tell me at one point you because you had basically ended up with infinite money because you kept winning things yes um i had about 60 million or something at the yeah end which at that point was you know and you said you had the England, the three England goalkeepers. I did, yeah. I had Richard Wright, Ian Walker, and another guy I brought from Crew, who was like the under twenty one. Then came up, yeah. C was, uh, Day, Who's heady that? times. Yeah. Uh, Chris Day, that is. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it, it, but it's great. But it, so, what? How did you stop your addiction? Um, I, I just became, I just it was just coming too much. You know, you, you're just aware that you it, it is addictive. It's properly. I did you find it addictive? At yeah. All? Like I think it, I do genuinely think they, there's something in this which it's it's so quick and you can. I, I've never had. I never felt this same sort of feeling of attachment to the newer versions where it's so detailed and yeah. seasons take ages and ages and ages. But there's something about this the fact you can whiz through a season in maybe three hours or whatever that, you know, it kind of just it very quickly can yeah. become something you're attached to. You can be four or five seasons in very, very quickly. And at that point you're thinking, oh, this is my, it does feel like a personal thing. So you feel more and more. Attached. You feel so connected with your squad. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That interview thing. You think about your squad so much and, mm-hmm. Within a season, you've you know, you've really got a handle on who all the people are in your squad, and you've given them little personalities. And the people that you don't know what they look like, I can picture them all. Did you did you ever do that where you'd you'd picture a player and then you'd see them on TV and you were like, "Well, it happens." Oh, he's not black. Yeah, that's that's exactly. Like, <laughs> who, who just, like, he's got about Bakayoko. Yeah. <laughs> there was the player like Kenny Bakilarogu or something like that. I don't know whether he was on yeah, 97 or 98. Swedish. The Swedish yeah. guy. And it wasn't until about two years ago on Twitter that I saw what he looked like. And it blew my mind because I had sort of envisioned this kind of statuesque, like Swedish, like Nordic god type <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. And he was this sort of weird sort of receding hair, like yeah, almost yeah. sort of like Turkish looking yeah, I think he, Scandinavian yeah. guy. And it really sort of ruptured my, my image of him. Yeah, it was weird that. And would you... I wonder what it was like to be a player that was on Championship Manager at that time. Because there's lots of stories later about, you know, players that bought themselves and stuff on Championship Manager. But, like, on that one, the players were so misjudged, so many of them, that it went completely all over the shop, didn't it? Yeah. Do you think that took put pressure on players who were younger and were supposed to be the next big thing? If you look at like someone like Cherno Sama, do you think there was uh, pressure, or maybe not? I don't know if it works like that exactly. Whether it's something that they feel. Well, he's he said that he wasn't aware until later on in his life, and I think also like at that level, CM ninety seven ninety eight, although it reached a massive audience, I think it was the biggest selling game that year. Yeah, it, it didn't. It hadn't informed popular culture in the same way that, yeah. it, that it has now. Yeah, I think every player now goes on and looks and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. do you remember your best ever saved game? Oh yeah. Tell me about it, Michael. Well, I I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. I've talked about it elsewhere before. So I, you know how people take you a... better not have talked about it on the football ramble, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know how people take a gap year to go travelling. Yeah. yeah. I genuinely took a gap year to play Championship Manager ninety seven ninety eight. Me, me, and two friends. So we finished our A levels, and we all had enough UCAS points to get into our chosen universities. All right, humble brag. <laughs> But we, we all lied to you our parents. You've got two UCAS points. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all lied to our parents about needing more UCAS points, saying, that oh, we're going to go to college and get more A-levels because we really want to go on this course. And it was absolutely bullshit. We had started a three-player game on CM9798, <laughs> and we were so deep into it that we chose to do a media studies course that was on only on a Wednesday night. So we had five days a week during the week. Oh my and my mum would go to work. At 10am, they would turn up and we would play CM9798 three-player for like 10 hours straight. One player would play, the other two would go on the N64 and play Mario Kart or Goldeneye until it was the other one's turn and we switched out. Oh my and it was God. the best year of my <laughs> life. How, how far into the game are you getting if you're playing that much? I don't, I don't remember how far, but we were all it like... It must have been hundreds of years. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. by by sort of season five, it was just us three 
fighting it out for the title every year. That's so not fun, is it? it? But if basically the games, it was like the old firm derby, like three ways. If you lost against one of those guys, oh, they were probably going to win the title. That was the margin. Oh, like Liverpool v Man City. Yeah, it was incredible. I, I wouldn't it. enjoy that. Because I, I used to, when we play multiplayer, I used to quite like playing pairs. I didn't yep. like to go head to head. Yeah. Like, that's why I enjoyed being basically, you know, a kind of director of football when Crane did his <laughs> via text. Yeah. You've I, gone enjoyed, I enjoyed the pairing. I like being on the same team. I think if me and two friends were the three best teams in the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have enjoyed it. I'd have found it too stressful. What was your, who were you? Who, sorry, which team were you? Uh, I was Derby. Uh, one was Middlesbrough and one was Nottingham Forest. We and had a sort of like uh, a fallen giant kind of let's bring these, these guys back to the top level. And how did you fare? It was pretty even over the course of it. Like, I couldn't tell you exactly who 64 won. 64 titles he won. Which <laughs> he came third. That's the... Uh... I, um, the, one that, the one game that always sticks out to me is when I won the effort. So I was Chester City, bottom division, and uh, had quite an average season and get near the playoffs in my first season. But due to a string of luck, I won the FA Cup. What? Yeah, I in don't the bottom know, division. In the bottom division with quite a bad team. Yeah. yeah. And the money that poured in yeah, yeah, yeah. was unbelievable. So <laughs> it was all set up that yeah. this was gonna and then I deleted the wrong saved game. Oh, I deleted it by mistake. No. Brutal. And I still think about that. <laughs> I, that, that moment when I realised I'd clicked on the wrong thing. I don't know why I was even deleting another saved game just to like tidy it up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but that would have been a point where probably computers had limited memory, so you probably yeah. had to do that. Yeah. But one, one I haven't got limited memory. It's still all in there. <laughs> still a lot. But one win feel like that can completely. So for me, this Watford game all changed when I sold Robert Page to Liverpool for three million. So then it changes, and then you can start bringing players in. So something like winning the FA Cup or whatever is yeah. kind of that's how it all kickstarts. You need to just need to sell one player for a decent amount of money, and then you can kind of very quickly sort of firing all cylinders but yeah my favourite save game would probably be I was always Middlesbrough and I had this one Middlesbrough because they had a really good team in the championship so you could start low and then have a bit of a couple of years of progress as you attack the Premier League and then I got into the Champions League after three years and I remember it was nil-nil in the final against Juventus extra time 120th minute uh, oh I think it was like 115th minute my striker Mikel Beck the emergency (laughs) striker because Eric Nevland was injured (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So my third choice striker comes off the bench, Ali McCoist. Oh. <laughs> he comes on five minutes to play, 120th minute. <laughs> Ali McCoist gets the winner in the Champions League oh, final. Wow. And I, I remember before that final, I was around my nan's house going for a walk beforehand because I was so nervous about this game. <laughs> I remember just standing in the garden just soaking up the pre-match tension. Oh. And for Ali McCoist to win it like that, it oh always have God. a place in my heart. Did you ever become an international manager through... Um, I became the England manager. Did you get offered that in this game yet, Crane? No. Yeah, I regularly offered. But I, yeah. it's, it's not something I want. Oh, no, I, I actually haven't been offered the England one. I've been offered every other one. Oh. It's the only one I would take is England, but I could have be bothered, really. I got offered it, but the problem was, by that point, the regions had meant that England had a very bad team. Right. right. So it always sticks with me that one game where I think I was Brighton and I was like the best manager there was. But then I had a very... Poor spell as manager of England on a sideline. I thought that must that'd be really defining of my kind of career. You were the Graham Taylor of CMA. Yeah, like, I got a very bad generation of England players at my disposal. Yeah. It was very unfair. <laughs> um, who were your favourite players ever to have on it? Um, for me, there's 
one main one, which is Tommy Swindle Larson, yeah. yeah, who I did have on this, who I probably should name in my top five players yeah. on this, uh, who is just a fantastic signing from Stabæk in Norway, who's normally about two hundred grand, and just a, and uh, across a number of editions of this was just the bargain player. You have get. you have had a lot of criticism on Instagram for not signing Nicholas Alexanderson when we published your squad. I did try, <laughs> didn't work out. Went to Liverpool. Oh, really? Absolutely gutting. Oh. So, uh, not for want of trying. Um, Michael, yours? Uh, Bakayoko, obviously, was an yep. absolute beast. Who were the free transfers? Was it? Um... I, I used to love Graham Tomlinson. Who yeah. Was oh, free... yeah. Anyone who was one of those, there's a string of players that had all been released by Man U that were yeah. all the kind of failed class of 92. Yeah, Philip Mulrine, stuff like that. Yeah, John Curtis, John Curtis and Ronnie Woolwork. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ronnie Woolwork was Big unbelievable. Big Woolwork fan. Yeah. yeah. Those free transfers were great, like Kiwamya. Yeah, Chris I think Daly and Atkinson was a free transfer at the start of the game as well. Yeah, yeah. the Bosman thing on this is great as well. The end of season when you can see who's going to be released, yeah. and then there's that sort of absolute panicked rush for these players <laughs> yeah. that, that get released. <laughs> but you can pick up some really good players that way, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. I love it. It's such a good game. It's so much fun. A few names that haven't come up: Jose Schillevert, right? Oh, really? Yeah, world class. Teddy Lukic, big favourite oh, yeah. of mine. Swedish centre back. Yeah. Um, Gianluca Festa for Middlesbrough. I know this may be specific <laughs> to this Middlesbrough example, but I, your, I remember him very fondly. And Craig Hignett. Why were you? All, the fact you were always Middlesbrough, I such find such, uninspiring a, such a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> and always, I mean, and that's always not even... is the really sort of sad word in that, isn't it? <laughs> It's the one that really brings me down. Not even in just Championship Manager, in real life as well. All, but why were you never West Ham? Because I couldn't take... I, I was annoyed if West Ham lost, yeah. and then I'm annoyed if I'm the manager and I've lost. So it was like double hurt. Whereas uh, if Middlesbrough yeah, lost, yeah. there was a bit of diso- disassociation. Okay. So I could still enjoy Can it. I... Marcus Perk, I'm done. Yeah. Can nice. I tell you about the most pointless save game I've ever played? And I know we haven't discussed this. Are you aware that there, this was the first one that had an editor, so you could go in and edit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went in and I edited the Plymouth players all up to 20 on everything. <laughs> The yeah. full squad. So yeah, they're yeah. all maximum players, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the real players that weren't very good. And then I played this game out and I... And it was... I'd win like 7 or 8 nil every week. Um, and I would... Because everyone was the same level. There was no team decisions to be made. So I'd just rotate my squad for, the, <laughs> for, the, for no reason. And also, there was no point in doing transfers because I had all the best players. <laughs> So the whole thing was totally pointless. I remember scoring 250 goals in a season. <laughs> Did you add yourself? What? You added, added yourself? No, it was just so, all the current Plymouth squad. What do you think to... the other... What team? was the what point the other, what, of that? Also... What a waste of life. Did but... um, the other players want it away? Were they going... Were they, yeah. I think I must have non-stop. edited Plymouth as well to have reputation oh, yeah, and yeah. like huge big ground and everything. So I would have just... It's like I made an invincible team but started them in League One. What would the other teams in the league have thought of that? After pre-season, a sort of a widespread squad-based doping <laughs> that has never been seen since Lance Armstrong and the Sky Team. <laughs> everyone comes back as an absolute world beater. What has Plymouth been doing? They must have got that PE teacher in from a... Imagine that, that first game of the season when the away team pulls up to the Plymouth Stadium. What's happened here? <laughs> they all look like Ronaldo. First, first example of stadium doping. <laughs> 400,000 capacity. 
I, I tell you what I used to like to do, which was at the in the second season they bring in a team from uh, the lower divisions. So, yeah. so a team gets relegated from Division Three. A team comes up with no players that whatsoever. Was, that was my brother Henry Widdicombe's principle of the perfect way to play championship. Oh manager, yeah, 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 is choose a team, resign day one, just play through the first season, don't take any jobs, and then a team will get promoted, and you get the job. And you start with no players and five hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, and you have to take that team up to the wow. That is a challenge. It's for, yeah. If you're playing championship manager on tour, that is the challenge. You do you think that's what I should on. do? That's the challenge. That's interesting that you and your brother have gone opposite ends. <laughs> the joyless oh, chat spectrum. My uh, goal was my favourite. I'd say it's the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah. Um, my favourite things to discuss. Um, do you know what never gets discussed is the photo backdrops. Love it. That all of them, when I was watching Crane play, were instantly familiar to me. Yeah. yeah. So the Bobby Robson ones mentioned a lot, but like, if you ask me to picture any of these, any of the grounds, there's a the Lincoln City one has got this one huge stand above loads of tiny yeah. stands. Yeah. I can like see so many. There's one where one of the generic backdrops the. It looks like a the back of someone looks like a compo from Last of the Summer Wine. Yeah. There's one where it looks like Johnny Vaughan's going up for a header with two other people. But it, it does really work. Like the the Wembley <coughs> picture really makes it feel massively satisfying when you get there. The yeah. fact you only get to see this picture of the old Wembley when you're yeah. at, you know after you've been there as many times as I have with Watford, obviously it gets a bit <laughs> boring. But to begin with, yeah. <laughs> but it, no, but all Jackie Park, it's, yeah. it's really exciting. The fact it's, it's just these pictures, but still it, it really gives so a feeling special. of story and yeah, yeah. It's, and it, it mean, means that you feel like when you're at home, you've got this picture of your home ground. Yeah. I really loved the photos side of it, and no one ever talks about that. No. What about the, the? Do you play the words at full speed, or do you do it? Slowly? Yeah, I hit What's the space your thing? Bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those words, like I'd forgotten about how tense some of those are. Like yeah. playing it at the weekend in that tournament, when it's so and so rounds the keeper, <sighs> dot dot dot, and ah. there's that beat. I was yeah. my palms were sweating in my yeah, first yeah. game. It was one all. It was like the 85th minute, and Totty rounded the keeper, and I felt like time just stopped. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and then it flashes, and you're just like, yes, and then, but it's been called offside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know the one that was always yeah. uh, there would always be sent off for deliberate handball? That oh, yes. happened all the time, which yeah. never happens in real life. The one you want is um, if your team gives away a free kick. I think you talked oh, yeah. about this. If your if your team gives away a free kick, you want your player to get a yellow card directly after that, which means that the free kick will not score. Right. Yeah, always happens. That means that that's the highlight. Yeah, exactly. If they don't get a free kick, you're in trouble. Don't don't, sorry, if, you don't get, if you don't get a yellow card, you're in trouble. Basically, that's the way it works. But you get to you learn this sort of language. What about the one where it bounces around and there's loads of different like yeah, when it's like the keeper claws it away or whatever it is, and then it's like oh yeah. the stress of that. Can we talk about disallowed goals? Are we a fan of disallowed goals? You get the flash. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You go, oh, actually, it's not. Because in real life, you would know quite quickly if a goal was offside well, or, it's, it's or pre- not. It's like preemptive VAR, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you're celebrating and then suddenly yeah. you get the call. I hate I'd hate to. Uh, I hate it when I was like, uh, it's a bit of a humble brag. I'd hate it when you were like 3 0 up. <laughs> well, what do you added to your team to superhuman strength? There's less of a humble brag, mate. <laughs> Please have the human decencies have some risk in your play. <laughs> Sort of a bit of a brag here, but uh, when you're obliterating Torquay 16 year with your superhuman freaks. Nine foot tall strikers. <laughs> Certainly. Oh, have billion. you done it, Mr. Whittaker? <laughs> 
You'd be three 0 up, and then they'd score a consolation. Yeah, and it would get disallowed, and I'd always think that's a waste of a disallowed goal. But that's it... a that's a waste of luck. <laughs> yeah, that's, I could have done with that when I needed it. Yeah, <laughs> I um the other thing um you you wanted to talk about cheats, Chris. Mm. So I so, don't know any cheats. What well, the, the obvious cheat is you could become an international manager when you put in the name of the current international manager when you started the game. So I think it was yeah. Glenn Hoddle. If you yeah. went in a new new club, England, like your manager name, Glenn Hoddle, you would get the option to become well, well, England well. manager. And the, the other one, which I vaguely remembered, but I had to double check, was if a, a player is about to retire, for example, you've got a 36-year-old Jose Schillivert, just before the game restarts, if you bid for Jose Schillivert as he's about to retire... That bid will carry on to his new regenerated player under a different name when the game. I think if you rebuilds, add him to your shortlist, you can shortlist them. Yeah, that he'll stay. He'll be on your shortlist uh, as the new player yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, so, well, well. See, I never. I, regens it was never really a thing for me. It always felt a bit weird. I preferred to sort of buy players. It felt like it felt like a cheat when yeah. they're like eighteen and they're free and they're so good. I was sort of a bit funny about buying those yeah. players. Yeah. After about ten or twelve years. It's, it was a form of doping. If you were like, I've got, I've got a seventeen-year-old Zidane, like in the middle of my midfield, I paid fifty thousand for. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he does suck it. I think it's interesting because we've got a friend Simon May who actually played a game with Spurs. Yeah, for like six, slightly newer version of this game. Newer version. We played like sixty years. Yeah. yeah, and he'd win every year. But you, I, I'm like Ukraine in the art. You after about three or four years of winning the Champions League, yeah, just got quite bored of it. Yeah, it does sort of lose a little bit of its shine because you think, well, yeah, what, what's the point if it's going to? Well, because that point, you're, you've got so much more money than everyone else, and your team is so much more is so much stronger. Yeah, I don't know whether, yeah, whether I, I, want, I played for long enough that Michael Owen became a manager, which at that time <laughs> felt mind blowing. Yeah, like that felt like imagine in the future when Michael Owen has retired from football. <laughs> yeah, I had Michael Owen on here. Yeah, he wasn't very good for me. Sold him on. But, um, there you are. Little. Well, what, what, would you ever quit your club and just go to another club? Uh, yes, if if I was playing playing on, I basically I can't for the good of my relationship. I'd, I'd try and be a good dad. I can't continue uh, with this. But if, if I was going to, I could. But I'd be tempted to go abroad. I've also loaded up Syria out on here, so Fiorentina have just gone down. So that's the one that I, that sort of job. I quite like taking a club like that in Syria B. See what I can do with them. Uh, or maybe if there's like Bath City, that's my that's where I, my my hometown. If they ever appear on this, that's where immediately I'd go. But uh, I'd never go to another big club. I'd always go down down the leagues or to another to, or abroad, basically. Yeah. And is there anything on the game, like going back, that is much more disappointing than you remembered? Is there anything that you thought, oh, that's not as good as? Um, no, I, it's <laughs> it's the it's the best thing I've ever ever played. <laughs> <laughs> it's still I, I it's, it's for me it's pretty much perfect. It is pretty much perfect in. It's simplicity in how relaxing I find it. It's it like I just I just love I love it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> so lame, isn't it? But I do love. I genuinely it's, love this game, like, and it is woven into the tapestry of my childhood. And yeah. so many of my rosiest, happiest memories uh, are caught, caught in this. Really, at a point where I was too nervous to go out and go drinking, where everyone else sort of like looked older than me in my school and all sort of stuff, and it was never really an option for me. Me and my friend Sam used to play this, so it was like such a pleasure. And uh, I, I just, I really just love it. It's such a Good place it, in my heart. It's interesting when you go back to it and how much how good it still is. Because when I got uh, N64 a couple of years ago and revisited Diddy Kong Racing, which is probably my favourite game apart from Championship Manager, 
What is interesting is how much of it is lodged in your mind. I knew every track. Yeah. yeah. So there's a there's a bit of Diddy Kong where you have to collect eight coins. Yep. While you go around, and I, I don't know how, but I knew where the eight coins were because well, you've probably been on the editor, hadn't you? And, uh, <laughs> put put one thousand coins in a line and yeah, change right your in small you. plane into a Boeing seven or seven. Right in front of you on the start line. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Massive Kong racing, as they are after Josh has edited Diddy from his normal size. <laughs> but yeah, but I know exactly what you mean. It's just nostalgic and just brilliant. Love it's it. wonderful to hear that. There are some, like I said, Destruction Derby, GoldenEye on N64, I had a go at recently. Just impossible to play. Yeah. So it's, it's wonderful to hear that it's still. Yeah. still would, you, would you go back and start a saved game now, Chris? I may do after this. It really I, has been. I almost certainly will tonight. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And who will you play as? I don't know. Will Pop- you get on the editor and chuck a few 20s around? <laughs> <laughs> I, Finally I, bring some trophies to Man U after. <laughs> <laughs> I, once, I once put my entire youth football team in TM798. Oh, yeah. Did you do them correctly? Yeah, I did them correctly. Ones well, and I, twos? I, I, yeah, I tried to do them. <laughs> I tried to give them accurate do you reckon ratings. If you were put into Championship Manager... And they did realistic stats for you. Would any of your things be above a two? Yeah, injury proneness. <laughs> would be a 20. Day one, it would say Tom's Aggression. fallen down the stairs, which is something I've never seen before, but it would be especially for me. So, Josh, you're about to go on tour. Are, are you going to start up a game? Are you going to take it with you? Um, I am going to start yes. up a game, yeah. I okay. think I will. Because can we get the listeners to set you a challenge? I think Great. you should do what your brothers. I think you should do your brother's example. Yeah, first team to be promoted. Yeah, then I go in and add a load of twenties. <laughs> <laughs> um, how how long do you think it will take you to win the league? Um, I think you. I, I, I think you, I think the thing with it is, it's a bit like uh, Crane had with the Watford one. The first season will be the toughest. Mm-hmm. I think once you get momentum in those games. It flies because you yeah. you've got enough players to sell them on for big values. Da, da, da. So I think once you get one promotion, you're fine. Yeah, that's my feeling. The um, phrases that make me think straight away of Championship Manager ninety seven ninety eight. One of them would be interested foreign based. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> love it. Loved interested foreign based. So exciting, yeah. And then excluded. Uh, what is it? What's the excluding one? Excluding unavailable. Excluding unavailable. And then you can find. Yeah, it's great. Gabon was a country which produced a minimum of seven thousand world beaters every year. <laughs> For some reason. Why was that? There were certain countries. Yeah. Chad and Gabon. In my mind, I'd have thought, well, they're going on. They're going to go on and become the two world forces in international football. Well, there was that approach. Was Pele said before the millennium, like yeah. an African team will win the World Cup. So okay, he yeah, famously yeah. programmed Champions League. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the thing with Championship Manager ninety seven ninety eight was that I think it might have been the first one where the di- you didn't need the CD ROM yeah. to play it. Oh yeah. yeah. So it got. So- I don't know why they did that. Well, so I, I, I had a rumour that because it was the last incarnation of this version of the game, they deliberately took off that software so that everyone would share it, so that the, the audience would be bigger, so that those people would then buy the next oh, version so of like the game. So it was like a lost leader. Yeah, that's, that's what I'd heard, yeah. Makes sense. That's a great idea. <laughs> I, uh, when I was at school, I ran a championship manager thing where I, people would pay me uh, a weekly sub and I would uh, run a game for like six different people, and they would tell me who they want to buy, and I would bring out print, bring out printouts every Monday with standings, results, 
who was available on the transfer list until my dad maybe stopped because the printing costs were <laughs> so huge compared to what I was taking in that I had to abandon it. But I, but I ran it for about six weeks at school and every week it was quite a lot of pressure sort of doing all the transfers and making, uh, you know, bringing who I wanted and sort of uh, bringing it into school each week. But uh, yeah. But before we got a PC, like a home PC, my friend down the road was the only guy I knew that had a PC that had the championship manager. Yeah. And he wasn't a massive fan of it. So to sort of get him or trick him into playing it with me, I devised a version of the game where I was his chairman and I, <laughs> and I would give him like financial rewards for basically like, what do you mean you give him financial so I'd be like, like, real you, financial yeah rewards. I'd be like if you win the league like I'll give you like a pound <laughs> but I just I just wanted to sit there and play championship manager with him <laughs> So were you? Was it you were a chairman who was involved in the, the well, signings of players, the formations, all this sort of stuff? My, my my agenda was that I knew he wasn't that into the game. So yeah. if I tricked him into sort of going around to his house and playing it, at some point he'd go, oh, "I'm just going to play the Mega Drive." Like you, you just carry on, and I'd be like, "Great, I can carry on playing it." But yeah, the only yeah. way was with this kind of false uh, financial incentive. Yeah. Well, well, well. Okay, we're going to end with a championship manager ninety-seven, ninety-eight quiz. Brilliant. Okay, which I will be running. First round, you each get a question. It is about starting a new game from fresh. Okay. Question one to Chris for a point. It announces at the start that England have been awarded an extra place in European football. Why? Um, is it to do with a coefficient? I'm oh, sorry. Incorrect. <laughs> it's Somebody? fair play. Fair, fair play. play. Somebody's learnt a new word. <laughs> okay. What's the, the, the championship manager had this weird coefficient thing where it was like it? it would score the league and you, it would divvy out oh. places. Maybe I'll think of a later version. Okay. <laughs> Michael. Yeah. At the start of the game, before you play, it will flash up the name of every team. What is it doing? It's loading the database. It's shortlisting. Oh. <laughs> I knew Chris's one yeah. as well, god damn Tom. it. Tom. Yes. Which manager is always sacked from Wales at the start of the is game? Is it to do with a coefficient? <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Bobby Gold? Correct. Yes. Bobby Gold. One point Bobby for Gold. Gold. Strike okay. that off. One okay, you each get three goes in this round. Okay. You each take it in turns to name a team. Uh, name the team, and then I, I'm going to want you to name their most expensive player at the start Brilliant. of the game. Brilliant <clears throat> round. Superb. Do we pick the team and the player? Yeah. Okay. Chris. Monaco. Yes, Thierry Henry. Oh, One point to Chris. <laughs> Michael. Arsenal. Yeah. Dennis Bergkamp. Arsenal's most expensive player is Marco from Mars. Oh! Tom? Well, this feels like a very easy shot, but Newcastle Shearer, but I feel bad saying that. You don't need to feel bad. It's off chance it's John Del Thomason, but I think it's Shearer. It's well, Alan Shearer yeah. by five million. Okay, you have to stick to the UK here. Okay, okay. Coventry, Robbie Keane. Okay, well, he isn't in the squad, but we'll check. <laughs> it was Dion Dublin. Oh, no. Uh, Michael. Southampton, Matthew Letizia. Oh, oh. He's off the mark, surely. It's Egil Ostenstad. Oh. <laughs> By how much? Letizia is worth four million and Ostenstad is worth 7.25. Oh, my God. Still Disgrace. to score. Oh, Tom. dear. Okay, uh, let's go for... For okay, Man United. Yep. And I'm going to go for Ryan Giggs. Correct. Oh. 
So it's three, one, zero. Okay, Can final I round, buzzer. Quick fire, I want the following things. Buzz in with the age of Tommy Swindle Larson. Buzz? Yeah. 24. Incorrect. Buzz, 23. Correct. He's oh! off the mark! Okay, buzz in with the most expensive player in the game, Perez Munoz Alfonso. Hmm. Buzz in with his position. Egil. It is AMC forward right left center. Incorrect. Tom. Oh. Forward right left center. Correct. Ah. Oh. Final question. They're all about Ibrahima Bakayoko. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Is it buzzing? Yeah. Okay. Start of the game. What is his club? Buzz. Montpellier. Correct. Oh. Yes. Okay. Montpellier's colors at the start buzz, of buzz. the game. Purple and white. Incorrect. Buzz. It is purple with a sort of... Is it orange? Like, a sort of like orangey, reddy sort of colour. Which is the text and which is the backdrop? Well, the backdrop's purple. Correct. Oh, oh great lovely. quiz. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I've enjoyed reliving it. Thank you, Tom. Oh, pleasure. I've loved it. It's been great. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. That's it now. This That's pre-season over. We go straight into our season very soon. If you have anything to send us about Championship Manager 9798, and I imagine this is going to open the floodgates, <laughs> here is how you get in touch. Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. Uh, Tom, as the winner of the quiz, would you like to pick the song that plays out the show? Let's go for Champagne Supernova. Lovely Love stuff. stuff. We'll be back very soon. Until then, Robbie Slater. See you later. How many special people change? How many lives are living strange? Where were you while we were getting high? Slowly walking down the hall Faster than a cannonball Where were you while we were getting high? Someday you will find me Caught beneath the landslide In a champagne supernova in the sky Someday you will find me Caught beneath the landslide In a champagne supernova A champagne supernova in the sky This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, 
file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.